the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, and other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also podcast at thewordfm1007.com. On today's program, we have the director of Church Voter Guides talking about the upcoming Colorado Springs mayoral and city council elections and how you, yes, you, can use this guide to get informed and vote your values. And in our second segment, we have part two of my awesome interview. This was great uh, with best-selling author and national radio host here on the Salem Network, Eric Metaxas. And uh, we're going to be talking with Eric about his must-read new book, Letter to the American Church, and why we as Christians must get active in order to save our country. So, Isaiah 9 tells us that the government will be on the shoulders of Messiah. And so government, kingdom government, is a crucial yet often neglected part of the gospel message. Now, personally, I believe it or not, I don't like politics, but but can I get an amen on that? Uh, and yet earthly government that we institute for ourselves, especially at the local level, impacts our lives pretty much every minute of every day. So we really need to get involved. And here on Partners in the Gospel, you'll hear us talk about the intersection of church and state quite a bit, but please know that it's always, always focused on the kingdom, not on politics. Make sense? So with that in mind, and with an election about to begin here in Colorado Springs, we are super excited to have on the show today. I, I, I can't even believe we got this guy in here. On the show today, the founder and director of Church Voter Guides, Hiam Goldman. Yeah, yeah, it, it's me. And, and uh, while I've, I've been accused of uh, having multiple personalities uh, and uh, 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 interviewing myself might make for a silly show. This topic is too important, so I'm not going to do that. Uh, but yes, I am the founder and director of Church Voter Guides, which you can find at www.churchvoterguides.org. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the guide how we came up with this, how you can use it, and how you can get involved. So so why is Church Voter Guides important? What, what is it about? Well, of course, it's a voter guide, uh, but it's so much more than that. It's really about activating the local church, not just into government, but in, into everything, C- civic activity, um, to educate and motivate specifically Christians, but really everybody to learn about the candidates and go out and vote. And, and we have this election that's about to start in Colorado Springs for mayor and city council. And so what we do at Church Voter Guides, and we've been doing this for two years, is we ask questions of the candidate. We send them a survey uh, with some pretty detailed questions. They send back their answers, uh, up to 120 words uh, per per answer. And we publish it verbatim, exactly as they send it to us. No editorializing. Uh, you decide. 
You get the information. You decide who to vote for. You vote your values. And it's it's nonpartisan. This is officially a nonpartisan election, but it's nonpartisan. And that makes it 501c3 compliant, which means that it can be distributed in the churches, no problem. Uh, And this is why we're called church voter guides for getting this information into the churches. As you may know, a lot of churches will not touch this stuff, but we've made it Safe. And so if you're a pastor out there, please go on churchvoterguides.org, check out what we do, uh, and, uh, and share it with your members. That's all you need to do. You don't need to endorse any candidate. We don't endorse any candidates. Just share it with your members, share our website, let them get educated, uh, because we as the church need to be active, um, because we're citizens too. And, uh, we know that whole separation of church and state thing is a real misnomer. So how did we come up with this idea? Long story short, I I just felt I needed to do something (laughs) after the 2020 election. I asked a good friend of mine, Debbie Chavez, who's now with My Faith Votes, do you have any idea for what we can do for the 2021 city council election? She said, do a nonpartisan 501c3 compliant voter guide. I said, Debbie, that's great. What in the world is that? Uh, She told me, got a group of people together, and within six weeks, we went from concept to delivering a guide, and we were off to the races. And we did the 2021 school board elections. We did assembly all the way through the primaries and general election for the midterm in 2022. And here we are two years after we started back at the city council elections, but also a mayoral election doing the same thing. So go on churchvoterguides.org and tell us how you think that we did. So... What's on the ballot in this election? Well, hey, it's city council, it's mayor. There's a lot. They run the city. City council is the legislative branch. Mayoral is the executive branch. Uh, But it comes down to leadership and values and where do we want the city to go so topics that we asked of the of the candidates, oh, there's a there's a lot. You'll have to go on there to find out exactly what they are. But just the topic categories, we asked them first off about their political leanings. Uh, this is a nonpartisan election, but we wanted to know where they stand because we don't want to hide behind this supposed nonpartisanship. Uh, we asked about experience and vision, about how they will defend our constitutional liberties, about crime and police about protecting the most vulnerable in our society, about business and jobs, uh, about affordable housing, homelessness, even the impact of drug use in our community, and, uh, and, and much more. So go on there, check it out, read the questions in depth, find out how the different candidates answered. Uh, and then as the ballots are about to drop uh, and, and uh, on the 10th of March, uh, and election day is on April 4th, you can be prepared to vote your values. So um, we asked these questions of all 25 candidates, uh, 12 running for the mayorship, 11 running for city council uh, at large, and two for city council district three. And, and guess what? Of the 25 candidates, 22 answered. So most of the candidates are in the guide. For the ones that aren't in the guide, uh, we, we, we give you their email address uh, and their website. And if you would like to reach out to them and say, hey, you're running for public office. Why didn't you answer, you know, church voter guide? Uh, you know, find out for me because we, we really want to have everybody in the guide. We create a level playing field. Uh, no one pays to be in the guide. We, we do it all uh, for them. They can have over a thousand words of, of their answers and published exactly as they want it. Again, we don't edit it at all. Uh, why aren't they in there? I, I, I don't know. Uh, but maybe you can find out. Uh, okay. 
Moving on, how to get the, the, the best out of the guide, how to use the guide. We actually have a section, and I, I didn't mention, the guide comes in two forms. There's a PDF version that you can uh, download and, and print out the pages you want, uh, or there's a mobile-friendly version that, that is mobile-friendly, uh, and, uh, and you can just use it right on your phone. You pull up the race, you pull up each candidate, you click open the boxes with the questions and use it. It's handy-dandy. It's like we thought of everything. Um, but there's a section in each where it says how to get the most benefit out of it. And, and you can read that for yourself. But I'll, I'll tell you what the first two are. Uh, and, and number one, I doubt you're going to find in any other voter guide. It says pray and ask the Almighty for discernment. Uh, you really need to do that. Uh, we're dealing with candidates. We're dealing with politics. And, uh, and, and so do that. You know, find out how God wants you to vote. But secondly, we ask yourself, did the candidates actually answer the question or did they give a fluff political answer? I'll tell you this very much. It's not what the candidates answered. It's what they didn't say or what's between the lines. And that's part of the discernment for you to use. So so don't just read what they say, because, you know. Um, you know, politicians have been known to uh, embellish. Uh, maybe that's being generous. Uh, so so look, use discernment uh, and and uh, and then uh, before you mark your ballot, uh, go through and decide and also pass it on so that others in our community can also be educated. So last question, what are your plans, Hyam, for the future of church voter guides and how can the listeners listening to the program today help? Oh, man. I, hi, am I just love that question. Well, uh, after this, uh, we're going to head toward the school boards in the Pikes Peak region. And, and we're going to cover the school boards like we did a couple of years ago. And uh, and you can get involved by helping us put out the local voter guides in the Pikes Peak region. There's You go on our website. There's a place that says My County. Uh, go on there, fill that out, and we will contact you because we are training people. We already did a group out in Tennessee. Uh, we're starting to do it around Colorado and the rest of the country is say, hey, we learned how to do this stuff scrappy on a budget with a few people, and we're training people, and we want to be in all 3,000-plus counties around America very soon with people doing their own local voter guides. We're not going to do it for you, but we're going to show you how to do it. So that's our future is is sort of franchising this out so others can do local voter guides. But how can you help directly? One is use the guide. Okay. Uh, second is to promote the guide. Guide just share our URL. Church Voter Guides. The voter is singular. Guides is plural. Churchvoterguides.org. O-R-G. Uh, we have these handy-dandy business cards, and we're distributing them to churches all over the, the city right now. And uh, if you get them, you can get a stack of these uh, business cards, and you hand them out to friends, family, complete strangers. Uh, and get to your pastor. Tell them it's safe. Please just promote this. Contact Church Voter Guides. They'll run over some business cards for you. Uh, and lastly, we want sponsorship. If, you, if you're a business, we, we, uh, we, we promote businesses within the guide. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we, need, we have printing costs. We have advertising costs and, and other things. So we would love you to sponsor it or donate. And, of course, please pray for us. Uh, because this is a this is a great work, but it's hard it's hard to do, and we we covet your prayers. So, in closing, man, rapid fire, uh, churchvoterguides.org. Go on there, check it out. It's already online. Uh, also, uh, Church for All Nations, their culture impact team is having a mayoral forum tonight, March eighth, six p.m. at Church for All Nations North Campus. Uh, church voter guides will be there. Stop by and say hi. You can go to cultureimpact.us, cultureimpact.us for more information. So uh, make sure to get informed, 
vote uh, and pay it forward by sharing with others. Uh, That's it for the first part of the show. Coming up after the break on Partners in the Gospel, best-selling author and national radio host, Eric Metaxas. Oh, this is great. And Eric has a crucial message for the American church and why it's so important for Christians to do exactly what we've been talking about today, to be civically active in our generation. I'm Haim Goldman on Partners in the Gospel. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Haim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Haim Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm Haim Goldman, the Watchman. And on this segment, we have part two of our interview with best-selling author and radio host here on Salem Radio Network, Eric Metaxas, talking about his latest book, Letter to the American Church. Eric, welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. It's a joy to be back. Thank you. Well, Eric Metaxas, as you probably know, is a, is a, a number one New York Times bestselling author of many books, including Bonhoeffer uh, and uh, Amazing Grace and Is Atheism Dead? Uh, he appears on media all over the place and has his Eric Metaxas show nationally syndicated, uh, heard here on the weekends in Colorado Springs and across the nation on 300 different outlets. And today, uh, because there was just so much to talk about, bringing Eric back for a second time to talk about his new book, Letter to the American Church, which reveals the haunting similarities between today's American church and the German church in the 1930s. It's absolutely a must read. Get this book. Get it to the, into the hands of pastors. Eric knows that God told him to write it. It's a prophetic book. It's a wake-up call. And uh, if we don't heed it, as uh, many didn't heed, well, Bonhoeffer wasn't heeded. Um, we look to repeat it and in a much potentially worse way because we were warned uh, if the Holocaust didn't teach us anything, I don't know what did. And as a Jewish believer, I'm very sensitive to this stuff. So, so Eric, um, this is absolutely a, a spirit-inspired book um, that we need to look inward as the American church, and that's to each individual Christian. Um, what two questions should every member of the American church be asking him or herself at this uh, dire hour in our nation and our world? Well, I mean, the, the way I see it, uh, first of all, I mean, thank you for your, your kind words. I, I am thrilled when people, uh, you know, are excited about something I wrote because, I, you know, I'm not just writing it to write it. I, I believe God wanted me to write this in particular and, uh, you know, wanted it to be readable and something that people can can get it. It's not it's it's not just another book because, you know, I have a radio program. I interview people almost every day who've written books and a lot of books are not that readable. They may be good, but you you really, you know, w- to communicate something vitally important, you want it to be communicated in a way that that people want to read it or can read it easily. And I, I'm thrilled when I hear you and other people say that about this book, because I, I do feel like this is a very, very urgent message. Now, in the book, again, the title is Letter to the American Church, there's a chapter called 12,000 Pastors, and i got to tell the story. Mm-hmm. Basically, in Germany, uh, in 1933, when Hitler took power, right away, they tried to bring a, an anti-biblical worldview 
to Germany. And what that was, at the center of it was a racial view, that the Jews are evil, that we want to be a pure German nation. So what happened, of course, is they also wanted to take over the church. The German state, and this is one of the parallels we have today, is that you have this, this uh, powerful uh, governmental authority trying to take over everything, including the Church of Jesus Christ in Germany. And so they wanted to impose their views, just like now you're seeing, uh, you know, the, the, the state and the culture trying to impose an unbiblical view of sexuality, whatever it is, into churches and on and on and on and on. That's what happens, and the church has to fight back. So in 1933, Hitler takes power, and the first thing they do is they start basically demonizing the Jews and saying the Jews can't be involved in this uh, part of culture and this part of culture, this part of culture. And then they said, nor in the German church. We're going to have a pure German Reichskirche. We're going to have a German church. And if you have Jewish blood, which tons of German Christians did, they, they had converted, you know, 100 years before, 50 years before, the, 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 the Nazis are saying, no, we're, we see things along racial lines. So this is when Bonhoeffer and others said, wait a second, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a Jew. All of the early Christians were Jew. Jews. This idea is preposterous. It's totally unbiblical. There's neither Jew nor Greek. If you have faith in Christ, you're part of the church. This can't stand. So they drafted this thing called the Barman Declaration. Obviously, I write about this in, in the book Letter to the American Church, so it's clear. But there were about 18,000 Lutheran pastors in Germany at this time. And maybe 6,000 bravely signed the Barman Declaration. Only 6,000 who said, we are going to stand, we're not going to let the church take, be taken over by the state, we're going to, we worship Jesus, we're not going to let these unbiblical ideas come into the church. So about 6,000 of the 18,000 signed it. But the pressure put on Christians uh, and Germans in the two years from 33 to 35 was so strong, very similar to what we're seeing today, the cancel culture, you'll lose your job, you'll, you'll get in trouble, you'll get in the... By 1935, two years later, only 3,000 of the 18,000 Germans stood strongly with mm. this Barman Declaration, were willing to stand against the Nazis, 3,000. But the reason I say this is because on the other end of the spectrum, there were about 3,000 who were very strong pro-Hitler uh, people in the church who were completely opposed to the Barman Declaration. So they were really, it's kind of like the woke maniacs that have taken over a few churches. Like there are some certain churches that are 100% woke and crazy and whatever. Okay, but That would like key. protest a Super Bowl ad that featured Jesus, right? Well, yeah, that yeah, crazy. For, among yeah. other things, yeah. <laughs> among other things, right? So you have 3,000 standing strongly for Jesus, bravely and on the other end of the spectrum you have 3000 standing dramatically with the state and happy to give the church over to whatever the zeitgeist whatever's mm-hmm. going on in the culture all this wicked stuff but the key and the reason i titled the chapter 12000 pastors is that you got 3000 on one end mm-hmm. that are heroes 3000 on the other end that are opposed but in the middle there were 12000 pastors lutheran pastors who refused to take a stand they refused to, quote-unquote, get political. They said, we're just going to stand in the middle, and we are going to avoid controversy. We're going to avoid politics. Sounds we're like lukewarmness. preach the gospel. Well, I'll tell you, think about it. They believed the lie, which is 
the reason I wrote the book is because this lie is dramatically present in the American evangelical church today. And what's the lie? We're not supposed to be divisive. We're not supposed to comment on anything. Though all those things, all those other things are not gospel-related issues, we're just going to stick to this theological stuff. And they refused to take a stand against any number of the wickednesses that were being pushed by the Nazis because they said, you know what, we don't want to get in trouble. We don't want our churches to... uh, to get canceled, to get closed. We don't want to, you know, lose this or lose that. We don't want to divide our congregations. They said nothing. They were silent in the face of evil, and they gave theological reasons. Now, the theological reasons were 100% wrong and unbiblical, Mm -hmm. but they believed they had cover. They said, this is a religious thing. It's like when somebody says, you know, Jesus would get the vaccine, or Jesus, like, you know, when people are going to give you these kind of cliches just to shut you up, and that's what the German church was doing. They said, it's our job to be nice, to be Christian, not to get involved, not to get involved in this political battle. And so the reason I titled the chapter in the book's letter to the American church, but the chapter is called 12,000 pastors because they were the ones by trying to stand safely in the middle who allowed evil to triumph. If more of them had stood with the 3000 heroes, what happened in Germany never would have happened. And that's what's so dramatic is that I know from writing the Bonhoeffer book, that that is true. In other words, this is not like, oh, well, they never could have succeeded. If the German church had stood as Bonhoeffer was exhorting them to stand, they absolutely could have succeeded because the German church had great cultural power. Mm -hmm. But there were only 3,000 of them really willing to suffer, to take it. And so what happened, of course, we know the story. And, and, And I title the chapter... 12,000 pastors, because that's where we are in the church today. We have in the middle, the majority of Christian leaders thinking God's going to give them a pass. They can just stand to the side here, not be too political. That is the voice of the devil, because that's exactly what the German leaders bought as an idea. And by the time they understood what their silence had allowed, it was too late. Hmm. And that's precisely where we are. It's why I have an urgency about this book to well, get this message out. Well, well, let's end this on a very positive but humble note. Um, there's something that people refer to as American exceptionalism, and and people right. uh, protest that and don't think that it's proper. You you have a great perspective on it that it is both true, but we need to have a Christian perspective on it. So, right. how can people be sure that the United States has been given a special calling by God, as opposed to simply acquiring it through force and and what is the, the proper Christian view toward this really burden, this calling, this amazing uh, uh, work that God's calling us to do here in America? Well, that's the whole thing is that if God gives you something, he doesn't give it to you for you. He gives it to you for others. If you're blessed, you're blessed to be a blessing. And so the freedoms we have in this nation affect the entire world. There are people all around the world, like my parents, before they came here in the 50s, they looked to America as a golden beacon, flawed, imperfect but the best hope that they had in this world of finding a place where they would have a level playing field and on and on and on is this idea of freedom and this history. And this is what, what God gives us as a gift. We don't deserve it. Americans aren't better than other people, but we've been privileged to live in a nation that says we have free speech. We have freedom of religion. This has made us strong and a blessing to the whole world for 
a long, long time. And it is going away because most people don't understand this. They've adopted the kind of, you know, reigning Marxist view, this anti-American view. Mm-hmm. And it's really vital that we understand that we're blessed to be a blessing. And when, when God calls us to be political, it's not because we're supposed to make an idol of politics, but William Wilberforce stood against the slave trade because he knew it was wicked. And God gave him an opportunity to change his culture and to change all of Europe and ultimately the whole world as a result of his Christian faith. So our faith is supposed to be lived out. And in America, We still have that privilege, but it's slipping away day by day. As the church is silent, we're going to be more and more marginalized. Hey, Eric, I wish we had more time. I really do. Um, But uh, Colorado Springs, this is a sober warning to us uh, to wake up as the church. The book is The Letter to the American Church uh, by Eric Metaxas, published at Salem Books and available at ericmetaxas.com and wherever books are sold. I really encourage you, get out, read this book. You'll know what we're talking about. Thank you, Eric, for being with us. It's my honor. Thank you. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and you've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our episodes, including part one of our interview with Eric Metaxas, on our website, thewordfm1007.com. And to get informed and vote your values in the upcoming Colorado Springs election, go to churchvoterguides.org, that's churchvoterguides.org, and please share this link far and wide. And lastly, we'll see you tonight at CFAN, Church for All Nations. Culture Impact Team is having their May Oral Forum at 6 p.m. And you can go to cultureimpact.us for more information. Well, that's it for today. Now get out there and make an impact for the kingdom yourself for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.